Jesus said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Now, as many of you will likely know, my family has moved recently. Actually, that's not even quite true. We're actually still moving. Um, We have a new address for sure, and uh, we do sleep every night in this new house, but there are still cardboard boxes everywhere. We still spend an inordinate amount of time saying, wait, where are our hats or our cutting boards or raincoats or the stuff for my bedside table? Where is all my stuff? And I don't know if I'll ever get used to turning off the basement lights at the bottom of the stairs as opposed to the top of the stairs. This is the struggle with which I live. Uh, Pray for me. But I'll tell you, these kinds of things, these sort of ins and outs of moving, have not actually been the stressful part about moving for me. For me, the stressful part has been trying to keep track of who I need to thank for all their generous help in this moving process. I sat down the other night to write some thank you notes, and as I started writing the cards, as soon as pen was put to paper, I started having heart palpitations. Because these people to whom I was writing had been so generous, and I just couldn't believe that a three by five thank you card was going to be enough to say thank you for the generosity that they had shown me. And then last night, in this sort of beautiful irony, as I was putting the finishing touches on this sermon, I thought to myself, well, gosh, should I tell them that I've written some thank you notes? Because then isn't somebody out there who I forgot going to say, wait, I helped. I didn't get a thank you note from that ungrateful wretch. And then, of course, that person would hate me forever. Lord, help me. Saying thank you is a serious business, not for the faint of heart. But listen to what, our, to what Jesus has to say to our fearful and faint hearts about saying thank you from Mark's gospel this morning. You know the story, people were bringing their children in droves to have them blessed by Jesus, and the crowds of kids were becoming a problem. They were probably running around, they were probably being loud, distracting, doing all the sorts of things that kids naturally do, and the disciples start to get annoyed and start to try to keep the kids away, and Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. That is a heavy sentence. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Of course, when I read a heavy sentence like this, that whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it, it makes me really want to know how to receive the kingdom of God as a little child because I want to enter it. And so I started thinking about how it is that little children receive things, how it is that little children receive gifts. Now, we are blessed most Christmases to have several family members in town for the holiday. So when my kids open their Christmas presents, and presents, and presents, and presents, the gift giver is often sitting right across the room from them. 
And of course, that's the problem. Imagine it. Put yourself in that room. I'm sure you've been in a room like that before. There's a kid and an adult in the room gives that kid a present. What's the first thing that happens? Anyone in here who has raised little kids or who has been a little kid knows what I'm talking about. Before the child has a chance to do anything, play with the gift, open the package, even so much as take a breath, there's some adult jumping in to say, now what do you say? And this is what I find myself doing every single year. Every time my kids open a present, I am on them like a piranha on a cow. Come on, what do you say? Don't you dare enjoy that present until you say thank you. And this time, say thank you like you mean it. (laughs) And it's not just Christmas. This is all the time. This is every day with kids. We've had two different sets of grandparents in town these last few weeks. And I've been listening to myself. The grandparents are generous. And I am all over my kids to say thank you. Now this is the great difference between kids and adults. Kids are interested in the gift, and adults are interested in the thank you. And this is most clear for us adults when we get a really good gift. When that happens, when somebody gives us a really good gift, even just subconsciously we assume, like I did when I was writing my thank you notes, that the gift giver expects more than just the words thank you. Surely the words won't be enough. We want to somehow show the gift giver just how thankful we are. We adults are all like this. We're very concerned about the quality of our thank you. You see, the reason for this is that we're very cognizant all the time. We are ever aware of our standing in relationship to other people in our lives. In other words, we're always taking stock of the scales Right? Who owes us? Who do we owe? Are things even? This is why really good gifts can make us feel awkward. They unbalance the scales. They make us feel like we owe someone something. And we worry that our thank you won't be good enough. So our move, our adult move, is to repay. When we get a good gift, we try to give one back as soon as possible to get those scales back in balance. Everything must be even. Thank you so much for the new master bathroom and walk-in closet. Are you by any chance in need of an organ donation? I'll do anything. (laughs) And this is especially true for Christian adults. We are keenly aware of the amazing gift we've been given in Jesus Christ. We hear about it every week. While we were still sinners, while we were self-involved, still putting ourselves in the place of God, still in effect saying to God, no thank you, I'm just fine on my own. Even then, God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to live and die for us, to take our selfishness and sin onto himself, and to give us his righteousness. So that when a holy God, remember we saying holy, 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 when a holy God looks at a sinful human being like you and like me, he actually sees his own child, Christ's goodness, credited 
to us. Christ's holiness given to us. This is a great gift. But good God, how can we ever express our thanks? And because we're adults, because we're so concerned about keeping the scales of our lives balanced, we try to say more than a simple thank you. We know that can't be enough. We begin to try to work out ways to pay Jesus back for this incredible gift. We do this the only way we know how, by getting to work, doing all the things that Jesus asked us to do, following him more closely, listening more attentively. But underneath our effort, what's really going on is that we're trying to become people who might possibly deserve what Jesus has done for us. Because then we think the scales won't be so out of whack. Then things will be more comfortable. And now listen, there's nothing wrong with this effort. There's nothing wrong with trying to be a good person. Don't hear me saying that. But there is a problem. There's a catch with trying to repay this gift in this way. This gift is too good. And our goodness is never good enough. These scales are forever unbalanced. We know this deep down underneath everything. We know that the quality of our thank you isn't up to snuff. No matter how much we do, no matter how hard we work, it can't compare to the quality of the gift. The gift that Jesus has given to you and to me is just too good. In fact, St. Paul says that by the light of Jesus Christ, everything he does looks like filthy rags. That's all we can offer as a thank you. And after a while, it gets depressing. Hi, Jesus. It's me. Thanks for everything. All I've got, again, are these filthy rags. And so here's what happens in the real world to adult Christians. One, we are aware that Jesus has given us this incredible gift. Two, we get busy trying to say thank you with good effort. We try to retroactively deserve the gift we've been given. Three, we fail to be as good as we want to be. So four, we try even harder. We double down. Five, we fall short of the goal Again, and so inevitably, six, we fear that the gift giver will get fed up. We convince ourselves that God is going to be shocked and angry by our insufficient thank you. Aren't you grateful for my gift? We're sure he'll think. What are these filthy rags supposed to do for me? Maybe if you're just going to take my gift and act like that, I should just take the gift back. And just like that, do you see what's happened? Our focus on the thank you has led us down a path away from the joy we ought to feel about receiving such a wonderful gift to a place of depression about the quality of our lives and fear that the gift might be rescinded. Focusing on the thank you takes us from joy to 
depression, and fear. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, the question, are you living a life worthy of the death he died? If you, if we think about God's gift to us and hear that rhetorical question, are you living a life worthy of the death he died, you can know you're no longer thinking of his gift as a gift at all, but as a loan. And this is the very misunderstanding that Jesus is trying to calm, to correct, with his admonition to receive the kingdom of God like a little child. To jump right over the thank you and to go play. Now when God gives us a gift, he doesn't give like we do, like we so often do. Our gifts are, aren't they, so often gifts disguised as loans. But a loan does us sinners no good at all. Because one day, a loan is going to come due. And the collector is going to show up. But that's not how God gives gifts. God doesn't give the gift of his son on the condition that you muster up the proper response. We don't have to retroactively earn this gift. This gift has no strings attached. Now, we throw around the term unconditional a lot. I hear it in the world much more than I hear it in the church, in fact. But this is the real deal. This is unconditional. There are no conditions. Jesus wants us to receive the wonderful gift of the kingdom of God like a child would on Christmas morning, forgetting completely to, quote, be obedient and, quote, say thank you and, quote, this time mean it. We should run off, Jesus is saying, and immediately go play with this wonderful gift. After all, you've given gifts, haven't you? Haven't you given a gift to a child? Doesn't the gift giver want to see his gift enjoyed and played with? Wasn't that the whole point of giving it? And really the most glorious irony is that our joy in the wonderful present engenders the kind of obedience that which comes from the heart, that the gift giver would have wanted in the first place. This is the good news about Jesus Christ. His redeeming blood is a gift to you, not alone. It will never come due. No collector will ever show up. There are no strings attached. It is yours. It is free. Receive it like a child. Stop worrying about thank you and go play. Amen.